I'm going to ask Mallory to come and sing for us. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and ever pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A
thank you so much. Uh, looking forward to uh, getting them more involved, right? It's awesome to see the young talent and uh, really the talent throughout our church. Just thankful um, to the Lord for what he has given us and the gifts he's given. It's uh, great to have you with us. We're going to start with singing a couple of songs and then Pastor Adam's going to come and uh, welcome you and invite you to join in with us today as not just spectators but participants in our, in our service today. Would you stand with me as we begin this morning singing Angels from the Realms of Glory. Oh, 
You may be seated. Well, as you're coming in, and uh, possibly you're already here, if you didn't get one of these when you entered, you may be wondering, uh, where are the words? Uh, the words are in here, all right? And uh, uh, if you did not get one of those, don't hesitate just to get up, and uh, our ushers are in the back back there, and they'll be more than happy to uh, help you get one of these in your hand and to help you through the time here. We welcome you today. I'm Adam Love, Senior Pastor here at Grace. And as always, it's good to see people coming back from distant lands. Hello there, Cobbs. And uh, it's good to also have friends and family members uh, with us. And uh, it's a wonderful time. And uh, from our staff to your families and to you specifically, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. It's a joy to be able to celebrate in this time. And today we're looking forward to a special time together. As Fred mentioned, there are also these candle holders and there should be a candle that goes in there. And uh, later on in the service, we're going to be lighting these and uh, carefully and uh, going through and taking opportunity to symbolize what it means to truly have the light of Christ living inside of us. And so uh, take a moment. And if you didn't get one of those even, uh, we'll make sure that uh, we make those available to you later on in the service as well. Uh, just a couple things to make you aware of, and that is we're following a, a schedule that is for today as well as next Sunday, and uh, so be aware of that. Uh, it's a sort of a special holiday schedule that we're in right now, and uh, that is something just to make sure that you're, you're here at the right time, and the next Sunday is very similar. It'll be a 1030 service as well, and uh, celebrating the new year as we will be uh, celebrating on a New Year's Eve, and uh, so looking forward to that and a special service time, and as well as what's going on inside of the service as we think about new beginnings and what is coming and uh, what every new year presents for us as an opportunity. So be thinking about the opportunities that lie between now and then and asking the Lord about what it is that's in store for us in this next year. Uh, as well, don't forget that tonight there are no evening activities, and so make sure that uh, you don't come back here this evening. Uh, there is nothing that'll be scheduled for tonight, uh, as well as next Sunday. Uh, so no Sunday evening activities for the next two Sundays. Then on the seventh, things get back into the normalcy of our routines and uh, the schedule of events and things like that with the discipleship hour, as well as with uh, evening activities. So looking forward to all those things that are happening. Now, what I'd like to do is I'd like to invite all the children that are in here to come on up, and uh, we're going to have a special time up here. Mrs. Blush is going to be doing something with them in just a minute. And uh, so while I'm talking, all those kids that are in the room, just come on up. Mom, Dad, you can help them if you want to. That's fine. But uh, we want to give a special word of welcome and uh, looking forward to uh, what this day means. It's Big Church Sunday. We'll be doing that over the next two Sundays. And uh, we enjoy having our children in here with us celebrating what Christ is doing as an entire family and uh, looking forward to this. And so go ahead and sit down here if you'd like. And, uh, and uh, there's more kids out there. I, I've heard them. All right. Uh, so bring them on. It's okay. And... Uh, we do have a, a nursery for our little ones, the littlest of the littles, and uh, so if you're needing that, make sure that you use that as well. What I'm going to do is I'm going to open us with a word of prayer, and then Sherry is going to enjoy a special time here with the kids. Come on in. And uh, looking forward to hearing a little bit about the story of Christmas and what it is that we get to celebrate here as families, as friends, most importantly as believers as I think about so many people that sing our songs and yet really do not understand the real meaning of Christmas, it just boggles my mind how they can go through a song, hear the gospel message, 
and yet never really are penetrated by the truth of that. I hope it means more than just a carol. I hope it means more than just a story. This is when Christ came. God came. And we're looking forward to celebrating that. Father, I pray that you'll bless our time. Lord, we know that there are those that are part of our family that are not able to be here. Uh, Unexpected illness, uh, unexpected surgeries. Uh, Lord, things that are going on in life. And Lord, we pray for those that are away, traveling, enjoying family in other places. I pray that you would bless them, protect them. I pray, Lord, that you'll encourage our hearts in the truth that, Lord, we know that this world is difficult. There are challenges. There's not only the health, the financial, the physical needs, the, the relational struggles. Lord, we're grateful, though, that you are God that presents peace. And peace came to the earth. And Lord, as you presented yourself to us, Lord, we're grateful for that gift that was shared with the world so that we that would believe would find the peace that we need also to not only live in this world, but to know a hope that comes of one that is greater, one that is better to come. Lord, I pray that we would truly cherish every opportunity in this season to celebrate you as the redeemer of our souls, the giver of hope in life. Bless now, I pray. And encourage our hearts in the person of who you are. And it's in Christ's name. Amen. Boys and girls, are you excited? What are you excited about? The story? story? Oh, you know what? I'm excited about Christmas. I'm excited. It's getting closer, isn't it? It's getting closer. Tomorrow? Yeah, it is. You know, before I read the story, I want to ask you something. Have you ever studied in your Bible classes or at home in your Bible readings with mom and dad about the creation, how God created everything? Of course you have. Um, On the third day of creation, God made the dry land appear, and then he put the plants on it. And on the fourth day of creation, God put the sun and the moon and the stars in the sky. And on the fifth day of creation, God put the birds to fly in the air and the fish to swim in the ocean. And on the sixth day of creation, God put his finest creation on the earth. What was that? It was man, it was us, wasn't it? It was you, yes. It was creation. Before he put man on the earth, though he put the animals on the earth, didn't he? And then he put man. Now you know there is a verse, a couple of verses in the book of Colossians that I really, really like. It's found in the first chapter of Colossians, verses 15 and 16. And it says, he, do you know who the he might be? Who is it? God, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. Is the image of the invisible God. Do you know what an image is? Do you know what an image is? What is it? It could be, yes. It could also be a picture. When we see Jesus face to face someday in heaven, we're actually going to be seeing God because Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn of all creation. For by him, 
by Jesus, all things were created in heaven and on earth. All things were created through him and for him. You know that verse, don't you? It's an awesome verse to remember. Jesus started it all. And that's what this book is about. The author of this book, Sally Lloyd-Jones, is a terrific writer because she understands the place of creation, the place it has in God's plan. She understands the animals and the stars and the sun and all of his creation and how they fit into God's plan. And you know, I think the animals and I think the stars, I think that everything that God has created understand and know who their creator is because they give evidence of him by just what they are. They point us to Jesus. And this lady who wrote this book, The Song of the Stars, can you imagine the stars singing? Can you imagine that? Boy, I can. I think that they have the most beautiful song that God ever put in his creation. And we're going to see a little bit of that and hear a little bit of that in this wonderful book that she wrote, The Song of the Stars. You might wanna move over here so you can see. The world was about to change forever and it almost went by unnoticed. But the leaves that night rustled with a rumor. News rang out across the open fields. A song drifted over the hills. The wind whispered. It's softly in the sycamore trees that waved their moonlit branches to the sky. A barn owl took flight. Woodland creatures stirred. It's time, it's time. In the pine woods, two deer raised their heads. A big brown bear sniffed the air. A red fox darted. The faces of little flowers lifted to the skies. It's time, it's time. The skies shouted it to the seas that thundered it to the waves, that roared it to the great white whales, that sang it to the starfish in the deep. And tiny sandpipers danced it on shifting sands. It's time. It's time. The running rivers bounded over boulders and the otters clapped and played and sang to the ducklings that splashed and quacked to the salmon that leaped and leaped. And tiny field mice and insects and little creeping things and sparrows and robins and every single blade of grass squeaked and hummed and chirped and sang, it's time, it's time. Wild stallions drummed it to the ground. Get ready, get ready, be glad, be glad. 
On a lonely peak, a lion raised his strong head and roared it out to the empty wilderness, the mighty king, the prince of peace. All the stars joined together in a chorus that rang out through the heavens, the bright and morning star. And on a hillside, overlooking a little town, sheep nuzzled their new lambs, the good shepherd. Suddenly, angels lit up the whole sky, and a great choir sang it out loud. It's time, he's come, at last, he's here. And in the little town, in a little shed, in a little window, a candle flickered in the dark. And a tiny cry rang out in the cold night air. And high above, a single star set in the highest heavens shone out brighter than all the others and poured down silver onto the little shed a light to light up the whole world. The animals stood around his bed and the whole earth and all the stars and sky held its breath. The one who made us has come to live with us. And a young mother with no place to rest nowhere to stay, kept it as a song inside her heart. Our rescuer. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, lying on a bed of straw wrapped in rags, a tiny little baby. Heaven's son sleeping under the stars that he made. Boys and girls, it's time. It's time to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And it's time for you to go back to your seats. Thank you for being such a good audience. Great job. Well, thank you so much to uh, Sherry for reading for us. Um, all three of our kids came up through Sherry's class at the academy and um, had the privilege of hearing her read many, many times, right? So um, we are excited to, to have her read for us this morning. So I'm putting these back because we've got a lot going on in the next few minutes and without introduction. So I uh, want us to to take our, our bulletins, our programs, as Pastor referred to a minute ago. And uh, we have a call to worship there, and I'm going to lead that, but I want you to, to read along with me, say it with me. And after this, um, Roman's coming to sing for us, and many others are coming to participate and read Scripture. And then Pastor will come back in a few minutes and take us through the candle lighting. So would you read John 1, verses 1 through 4 with me? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. 
all things came into being through him and apart from him, not even one thing came into being that has come into being. In him was life and the life was the light of mankind.
from Isaiah chapter 7, Isaiah chapter 9, and Luke chapter 1. Isaiah 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. And then Luke, I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 and 7. For a child will be born to us, and a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David, and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. And then Luke chapter one, verses 26 through 33. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept wondering uh, what kind of greeting this was. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the uh, throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end.
will be reading Luke 2, verses 1 to 20. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all the people were on their way to register for the census, each to his own city. Now Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was betrothed to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were, some sh <clears throat> there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. And so the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly army of angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. When the angels had departed from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen him, they made known the statement which had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed about the things which were told to them about by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them.
We're going to be reading Matthew 2, 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For, for we have saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For from you will come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child, and when you have found him, report to me, so that I too may come and worship him. And after hearing the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star, which they had seen in the east, went on ahead of them, until it came to a stop over the place where the child was to be found. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Yay! And after they came into the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And after being warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Enjoy the expressions of these moments. You know, this is those times where it's so fun to watch our children become part of this and to be a part of our service. There's a story told that uh, around the time of the writing of our church, our, excuse me, our uh, country's constitution, it was said that George Washington used a specific chair for nearly three months at the Constitutional Convention as it was going through all these continuous sessions. And on the back of the chair, there was painted a depiction of a half sun. Benjamin Franklin is credited with immortalizing the chair at the close of the convention by observing, I've often looked at the picture behind the president without being able to tell whether it was rising or setting. But now at length, I have the happiness to know that it is a rising and not a setting sun. This is something that was depicting a, a time in the event of our nation's history, a time where hope was being born and that depiction of something that was to come, not something that was ending, but something that was anticipated as rising, is coming up. And I find it amazing how creation sets a tone for us as we listen to Sherry read this book and how we, we look to creation for so many things. We speak of days based upon uh, the whether the sun is shining or the rain is pouring. Light, stars, and seasons have become metaphors, depictions of our mood or hope or the periods of life that we are in. In Genesis 1, 14 through 18, it said, Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens 
to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years and let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night and he made the stars also. And God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. The light that God created would become a way for man to calculate time, to navigate the beginnings and the endings of months, years in its most basic sense each and every day. After man fell and the world came under the the shroud of darkness, the sin that brought with it the pain and suffering, God quickly established a promise of deliverance and hope. Even the wicked prophet Balaam was forced to predict the eventual coming of our Savior in Numbers 24 and verse 17 where he said, I see him but not now, I behold him but not near. A star shall come forth from Jacob, a scepter shall rise from Israel. And the prophet Isaiah wrote and also noted that this is when he wrote it in Isaiah 60 verses 1 and 2, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you for behold darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people's but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. We think about the hope of the Messiah, the anointed one, the promised deliverer that was seen as a sunrise event. This one who would rescue and save and bring people out of their darkness, bring them into the light to shine a path to be to a better place and once again set things right between God and humanity. And for thousands of years, an advent was in place, an anticipation of a coming Redeemer. And then Jesus came. Born in Bethlehem, as Malachi had predicted, but for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go forth and skip about like calves from the stall. Just as Micah had foretold. But as for you, Bethlehem, after too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you one will go forth for me to be a ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. And therefore he will give them up until the time when she who is in labor has borne a child. The remainder of his brethren will return to the sons of Israel, and he will arise and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord the majesty of his, the name of the Lord his God, and they will remain because at that time he will be great to the ends of the earth. And even Christ refers to himself as what comes from the dawn. In Revelation 22, verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root, the descendant of David, the bright and morning star. And that title, Morning Star, is what Peter would use again, referring to Christ in 2 Peter 1, 19, when he says, so we have the prophetic word made more sure to which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. 
This morning star, or more technically the sun, as it starts its rise on that move from dark into daylight, it sets the tone of hope, of progress, of anticipation of greater things to come. And with the coming of the Messiah, the dawn has come. The gospel message has become real as God made clear the way to salvation. Again, as we've already heard, but Isaiah again in 9-2 says, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. And those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. Do not stay in the darkness and do not fear the light. The truth that God has come into the world that rebelled and rejected him is a message of hope and of rescue. In a minute, we're going to make ready to light some candles. And these candles, in many ways, represent for us what is inside of each and one of our hearts as we understand what Christ has done by his coming, as he is that infant child in such a meager package, a lowly package, something that would have been at this most vulnerable position and state of life, was able to send light that has now permeated the world. And to think about what his light does in each and every one of our hearts as we think about what that one beacon of hope, it's not for fear of the dark that we light these candles. It's to remind us of where the real light comes from. We have a message that is to be shared. It's something that should consume our lives just as the flame and the brightness of this can consume whatever it touches, it should have the power to take over and take residence in our own life, so much so that when people see us, they can't help but see the light of truth that is the beacon that comes from our lives. As 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so we go and we tell. It's not just part of the song, it's part of our existence. We have a message to bring that Christ is born and that light has come. And this light is the truth of the gospel. The good news that Jesus Christ has come to save the sinner, to redeem the lost, to bind up those that have been wounded and hurt by the scourges of what sin has brought to them, but also to release those that are bound in the bondage of sin, to give them hope, to give them freedom, to understand what real light brings, and that is the revelation that we can see and that we can behold the truth of God. I hope as we take a moment and have a visual exercise of this, that our hearts will reflect again the beauty of the message of the gospel. I'm going to ask our deacons or those that are helping us here as we make ready. And as what we're doing is I'll light mine, and then each one of these men will light theirs through it. And then they will come to your row and start the process from one end of it. And as you pass that light down, as we think about what this resembles for us and what we think about in this moment, as we take this light 
In a little bit, this candle, the analogy will get blown out and snuffed out and its light will be extinguished. But I hope in the sense that we understand that what our light should be is something that is not extinguished. No man lights a candle and puts it under a bushel basket. No one simply just lights something for the purpose of putting it in a place that's hidden, but you put it on a hill and you want it to magnify its effect so that all people can see it. They can find their way home. They can find the truth. They can find rescue. And this is what Jesus has done for us. If you know Christ as your personal savior this morning, he has set you free. So walk in the light as he is in the light. Be children of the light. And I hope that God will truly allow us to be light in a very, very dark world. Father, I pray as we make testament of this moment, that Lord, as we ready to light these candles and think through what it is that your testimony of the gospel brings forth, I pray that it would speak. And Lord, if there is one here today that does not know you as his or her savior, even as this physical light is lit, Lord, may it do something to remind them of the darkness of their soul. And Lord, show them that you truly are the light of life and that in you is hope. And it's in Christ that we pray. Amen. As the men begin to light the candles at the end of the row, you can pass that light along. Again, representative of the light of Christ that we have and the opportunity that we have to reflect and also pass the light, as Pastor said, along to a, a broken, sinful world. We're thankful for salvation and what Christ has done for us. Amen. You can take your programs and go with me to um, the passage there that we'll read together of Mark, Matthew, Ephesians, and John. Begin reading this and then you can continue lighting the candles and we'll sing some uh, to close our service this morning. Would you read with me? Go Go into into all all the world world and and preach preach the the gospel gospel to all creation. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Your light must shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you, because I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I am coming again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you also will be. And you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You may remain seated as we sing together. Go tell it on the mountain. We'll start with this morning. Oh
for what your light gives to us is the hope that it brings, the, the rescue that it affords. Lord, for the life that is here this morning that is in so deep. Lord, life has consumed and troubled and disturbed. Lord, I pray that you would help them to know that in you there is hope. There is release. Lord, I pray that you would also bless us as we celebrate and in the moment we go home, probably to be with family, to enjoy this weekend, this time today, and then also perhaps tomorrow. Lord, looking forward to what Christmas means. Our children's eyes as they light up with the gifts. And at times, Lord, I know that it can be lonely. I pray for those who have lost loved ones. I pray that you would bring a real sense of peace into their hearts this season. Lord, I thank you for what this season means. As the advent of your coming is realized and then the anticipation of why you came as we march towards the rest of the story as the gospel is revealed in the life that you lived and the death that you died so that you could come back to life to give us eternal life. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for hope. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may extinguish those lights carefully. If you would also be conscientious of this and the wax and things like that, but we'd ask that you return these to the foyer. Uh, there is a, a, a bucket out there, all the receptacles on each side. I'm sorry, back there towards the back. You can just set this right down in there and uh, we'll gladly take care of those for you. But uh, appreciate your presence here today again. Merry Christmas, and I hope that you have a great anticipation of the week ahead, and the Lord will, and we'll see you back again next Sunday as we get ready to celebrate a new year. What a thing to behold, amen? God bless you. You're dismissed. <laughs>